we do both social and corporate events, and we can do events from 20 guests to 700 guests. So there's a lot of variety in terms of the types of restaurants we have and also what's in our portfolio. And within each restaurant, you know, we can do small intimate events or we can also do pretty large scale events as well. So kind of figuring out a good match for those. From the cubicle to the lab, the studio to the war room, climbing the corporate ladder or joining a scrappy startup, experience a day in the life of the jobs you want. This is the Experience a Day in the Life podcast. We interview professionals, entrepreneurs, and recent grads about what a day is actually like on the job, hour by hour, or as we like to call it, their adittle, spelled A-D-I-T-L, which stands for a day in the life. This podcast will inspire you to gain experience beyond the classroom and launch a career of your own. We're your hosts, Chris DeBeau and Matt Poe. Welcome to part one in the two-part Cater to Your Career series. In this episode, we're going to experience a day in the life hour by hour of Emma Weinstein, an events catering manager at ARC Restaurants, so you can decide if this is a career you can see yourself doing. She's responsible for marketing, event coordination, and business development for restaurants in their portfolio. Plus, she gets to eat yummy food and gets to go to cool events. Let's get right into the day. It's a Tuesday morning at 5.45 in New York City, and Emma is just waking up for her weekly networking meeting at 6.45 a.m. in Times Square. Today on the agenda, Emma has to attend a training brunch, various client meetings, a rehearsal for a party, and an evening networking event. She's out and about all day. So let's meet Emma and learn more about what she does. Emma Weinstein, catering manager with Arc Restaurants Corporation. So I'm in the events department. So I work with nine other people in New York and then four of my team members are in DC. We have a separate events department in Las Vegas. We have one in Boston and then we have one in Alabama, but I primarily work with our New York properties and our DC properties. So I do kind of a mix of things. I do marketing for the department that's, you know, paid ads on Facebook and Instagram, as well as kind of do some organic social media as well come up with things to put in the email blast. We have a separate newsletter for Clyde's and then we have a general ARC newsletter, business development, so reaching out to new companies. We do both social and corporate events and we can do events from 20 guests to 700 guests. So there's a lot of variety in terms of the types of restaurants we have and also what's in our portfolio. And within each restaurant, you know, we can do small intimate events or we can also do pretty large scale events as well. So kind of figuring out a good match for those. We do a lot of weddings, so I spend a fair amount of time updating our storefronts on the knot and wedding wire to make sure we have current photos and current information. So I want to talk about ARC Restaurants. Mm -hmm. It's a publicly traded company, right? It is, yes. Okay, so what restaurants and restaurant concepts do they have in their portfolio? So we have 21 restaurants and 22 fast food concepts. We are headquartered in New York in the Union Square area. In New York, our restaurants include Bryan Park Grill, the Southwest Porch, in, also in Bryan Park, Robert, the Museum of Art and Design, a raw event space on the seventh floor of the Museum of Art and Design, El Rio Grande, Clyde Frazier's Wine and Dine, and then two raw event spaces, Mercantile 37 and Mercantile 38, behind Clyde's. So they're on 37th and 38th streets between 10th and 11th avenues. Then we have Durgan Park in Boston, Sequoia and Thunder Grill in D.C., 
The original Oyster House is in Alabama. So those are two separate locations. Shuckers in Jensen Beach in Florida. Rustic Inn also in Florida and some food courts in the Hard Rock Hotel and Casinos in Florida. Then in Las Vegas, we have Yolo's in the Cosmopolitan Hotel. We do the employee and in-room dining at New York, New York. We also have Gallagher's in New York, New York, America in New York, New York, Gonzalez, Gonzalez, and then some fast food concepts as well. And then we're also in the Meadowlands. Um, so we're at the Meadowlands racetrack. I think that's all of them. Did so you memorize that? I've been doing it a while. <laughs> I was impressed by how much you Yeah, you that rolled off yeah. the tongue. You knew that pretty well. Back to the day. It's 6.45 in the morning and Emma's attending her weekly networking meeting. Emma told us the reason she belongs to a networking group is because it's a great way to acquire more corporate and social events for ARC restaurants. There's one more reason, actually. It's also been really good just from a personal development point of view. So every week I have to stand up and give what's called a commercial. So it's essentially an elevator pitch about who I am and what I do and what kind of business I'm looking to book that week. So just kind of the activity of thinking of my commercial and what I'm looking to kind of focus on and target that week has actually been really great. I mean, honestly, when I first started, people did, they didn't really understand what I did, like other members of the group. And like, yes, I can say, and it's it's hard because I can book any type of event. I can do something that's 20 people or something that's a couple hundred people. We can do corporate and social. But I think the fact that we have so much variety, sometimes it gets lost. So you know, being very specific and letting people know, because you can say like, oh, I can book a small event or a large event. But if you don't kind of give people specific examples, then I feel like that doesn't kind of jog their memory. So then when, you know, they're thinking, oh, like my friend has a birthday party and they, you know, are looking for a space that's, you know, private or semi-private, what can I do? Then someone might not necessarily think of one of my properties because they think that I only do weddings or I only do large corporate events. You mentioned business development. Mm -hmm. Um, How much of your responsibilities are you, I guess, evaluated on bringing on new clients? Is that are you are you judged on that or is that a fair amount? Yeah. So I mean, I am a salaried employee, but I get additional compensation for events that I work. So obviously, there's a strong incentive to bring in new clients of my own. And we always want to, you know, look for new business. People are always looking. We have a lot of wonderful repeat clients who, you know, we have been we've been doing their corporate holiday parties for the past 14 years, which is fantastic. But other events such as weddings, you know, for the most part, people are only planning on getting married once and maybe they'll do a vow renewal. (laughs) Yeah. So that's not something we're always trying to we can't really rely on repeat wedding business. Like, yes, we can work with other planners and other vendors, but we can't be reaching out to the same couples all the time because they're not getting married year after year. Um, so the business development aspect is very important and, you know, as you know, our restaurants are fantastic, but they're also older um, for the most part, a lot of them. I think our youngest restaurant in New York is seven years old. So people are always kind of looking for, you know, the new hotspot to eat or to get drinks. So staying relevant is definitely really important. It's now 10 a.m. Emma left her networking meeting and walked 13 blocks to attend a learning brunch thrown by a software company called Triple Seat. Triple C is a CRM that ARC Restaurants uses to file client information and contracts, display their event calendar, and other things. And honestly, like a lot of the coworkers I have have been doing this for 20 plus years and a lot of their information and their sales tools, it's in their head. So it was a training lunch or a brunch mm-hmm. at the WeWork. What, were, what did you learn at the training? 
So it was just kind of going over some of the intricate details of reformatting the document. So one of the great things about Triple Seed is you can really customize things to match your brand and your imaging. Also, just in terms of putting, you know, client information in a certain spot or, you know, making sure the taxes are pulling correctly, you know, making sure the menu items are showing customizing our BEOs, our banquet event orders to look a specific way that, you know, is pleasing and easy for our executive chefs to use at the different restaurants. But also we want everything to look the same because we have so many different properties. Um, We don't want to have to keep having custom contracts and custom BEOs for all of them. We want them to look uniform. Now it's 1.15 and Emma goes back to the office briefly to catch up on things. You're probably thinking, when does Emma have lunch? Well, if she's not meeting a client for lunch, she's usually grabbing something quick and eating at her desk. 2.30 rolls around and she's out the door to meet a client at The Robert, one of ARC Restaurant's raw event spaces. Yeah, to meet um, this woman named Tatiana, who has a company called Proposal 007. So I showed her Robert. She'd never been to the space before. And we also have a raw event space on 7, so we looked at that. And then we have a theater in the basement of the museum. So we looked at all those spaces, so hopefully one of them will match the needs of an upcoming client and we'd be able to work together. Is there a contract between you and Proposal 007? Or is it just a relationship and when she has a client that's looking for a space and one of your restaurants fits it? Yeah, so we don't have contracts with any vendors in you know particular. So if someone wants to do business with us, then we do require a contract. But just to show someone a space or talk to someone about, you know, event possibilities, we don't have a contract okay. or anything. But but like the contract at that point, then when someone it would be between you and the client who's hosting the event, not proposal, yes. not her company. Correct. OK, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Your role there is just showing her around, giving her all the benefits of why mm-hmm. we're the best in uh, the, the most attractive place for these type of things. Can you tell us about the Robert specifically? Yeah. um, So it's definitely a really special restaurant um, because of its views. So it is named after the late designer Robert Isabel, who was really big in the 80s. So he was known as being kind of a florist and event planner to the stars and doing you know, he was doing million dollar plus weddings when in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> in comparison now, like very large scale events, working with kind of a lot of different New York socialites and celebrities and was really known for having this amazing design aesthetic. So we took that into account when designing the restaurant. So Robert's a restaurant that ARC built. So it's been open a little over seven years now at this point. And just the view is really spectacular, no matter the weather, if it's drizzling, if it's, you know, perfect weather, you know, in the fall, it's really pretty because all the leaves are changing in Central Park. When it's snowing, it's really magical. The food is also really great. It's contemporary American cuisine. But yeah, day or night, the view is what really sets it apart. And then Thanksgiving is a really special time because the parade comes right by the restaurant. So we do um, a Thanksgiving brunch, which is pretty spectacular. And what was the outcome of this meeting? Yeah, she's really interested in the space. So it's really just kind of if, you know, what she wants to do with the client is pretty elaborate. So, you know, it's something we can definitely accommodate, but it's just whether or not um, it kind of matches with what he wants to do and the exact time of day and 
Do you attend the events that you coordinate? I do. Yes. You do? Nice. Normally, I won't stay for the entire thing. If it's a wedding, I'll normally stay for the ceremony and then maybe like the start of the cocktail hour. Same with a corporate event. If it's like a really amazing event, you know, like let's say they're having an awesome live performance, then sometimes if I want to see that, then I'll stay later. If I've gone to D.C. for the event, then, you know, normally I'll stay for the entire thing just because just I went all traveled. the way to yeah. D.C. for it. How often do you go to events? How like is it once a week? Is it once a honestly month? it depends on the week. So last week I went to three events, but I wasn't planning all of them. I also attend, you know, events that either our vendors put on or I'm invited as a guest. So it's not always an event that I've necessarily been working on. So you went in this day from Tribeca to forty second street back to Union Square, and then back up to Columbus Circle. Well, Tribeca to 44th, to 57th, to to Union Square, (laughs) to Columbus Circle. Point being, you're out and about all day uh, during this particular (laughs) day. The unlimited monthly subway pass has been (laughs) a great investment. (laughs) So you're not usually out and about this much on a typical day. Yeah, I try and spend, you know, a couple solid hours in the office. I mean, during this whole day, I'm checking my emails on my phone. I'm answering calls on my cell, you know, but I I like to have hours in the office so I can actually get stuff done. 4 p.m., Emma's attending a rehearsal for a flash mob for the CEO's surprise birthday party in two days. This party is planned to be epic. They have personalized Coke cans with the CEO's name on it, a 60-pound Coke can cake, custom sweatpants, a flash mob, the whole nine. So the company culture then, is is it usually like this fun or? It is. It's a really it's awesome great. company to work for. There are both kitchen staff, there's servers, there's, you know, people that work in the corporate office where I work that have been there 20 plus years. It's not uncommon. I would say the average employee at ARC has been there 15 plus years, which is definitely rare and super special for a company, um, especially in the restaurant industry. The turnover is so high in terms of kitchen staff and, you know, just staff in the restaurants in general. So to be in a company where people have been there the entire life cycle of a restaurant is huge. Can you just speak a little bit about the importance to have that fun, that work-life balance sort of incorporated into the company culture? Yeah, it's definitely really important. I think you have to find the balance between having goals and expectations and working really hard, but also not driving yourself crazy. Because one thing my boss is always telling us is the, you know, the importance of having vacation and actually taking the time off and taking time to, you know, unplug and disconnect and not be constantly checking emails and not being so busy that we're not going to be good at doing our job and we're not going to have the time to take clients out to work, lunch, or, you know, be hospitable and like really plan and pay attention to detail and be able to do all these amazing things that we're capable of if we're too frazzled and we have too much going on. All right. So if you didn't have rehearsal, right, so 4 to 6 p.m., that's usually like a wind down time for people. What do you think you'd be doing? Like, what do you usually do at the end of the day like this? Oh, I mean, it's definitely not like my wind down period is after like 9 p.m. 4 to 6 is not. Oh, it's not. No, I'm still like pretty busy. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, What are you usually working on at that time period? I mean, a lot of people will call for events, you know. We are still, like, actively getting phone calls up until, like, 6 p.m. Emails I get all hours of the day and night. So we have a 24-hour response time. So we respond to every inquiry, whether it's a phone call or an email or a lead that comes in from the website or the NOT or wedding wire within 24 hours. So we're constantly checking for leads. But, yeah, so I guess otherwise after work, like, I may be – going to the gym or I'm meeting with friends for dinner or I'm my family lives in the city so maybe seeing them for you know 
something. So yeah, but I'm normally not leaving the office until like six-ish. That's good to know for anyone who wants to work in this industry. Now it's 6 p.m. and Emma attends a networking event thrown by Triple Seat, the same company that threw the learning brunch earlier in the day. This was kind of a more fun thing. It was at the Broken Shaker, which is a cool cocktail bar at the Freehand Hotel. It opened this summer and it's been written about it in Eater and on all these blogs. So I was actually really excited because all summer it's had mega lines. So this was really great that there was no line. So I went with two of my coworkers. So did you meet any potential clients or anybody interesting at this event? Not clients. It was also other event planners from other restaurant groups. So one, it was cool because we were kind of one of the first big restaurant groups in New York to get triple seat. So it was cool to see how many other restaurant groups are there. So, you know, I met some people that work for Stephen Starr. So he's got, you know, I think 20 plus restaurants in New York alone. He's a Philly based restaurateur. So met some people from his team, some other just event planners that basically do what I do. So it was interesting to kind of just, you know, talk about where the industry is and, you know, how clients are booking parties, you know, what themes are coming up in the industry right now. 9 p.m., you're home catching up with emails. Mm -hmm. And these are the emails that are coming in about inquiries and things like that. Are there any other specific emails that you would need to catch up on and answer? That, like planning for the party on Thursday that we had, just some last-minute details about that. Um, Emails from either the D.C. office or my coworkers in New York. So just because I had spent all day out of the office, there were a lot of things that I, you know, didn't have time to respond to during the day. Also, it was an, you know, it was kind of a unique situation because I was – all day I was in like either meetings or with clients. So I, you know, couldn't take out my phone and check emails too. Whereas sometimes if I'm, you know, on the subway, I'll be able to answer emails as long as I have service. Or, you know, if I'm on a call, sometimes I can still answer emails and be on the call at the same time. So you just experienced a day in the life of an events catering manager, but how does one actually become one? In part two of the Cater to Your Career series, join us as we go through Emma's career journey and experiences leading up to where she is today. She wasn't always in the events and restaurant industry. She started her career in the arts. Let's learn how she made it all come together. Stay tuned. At Experience a Day in the Life, we're building an online library of content all focused on a diddle or a day in the life of different jobs and professions across the world in all different industries. So if you want to share your a diddle, you can do so at xadiddle.com slash share dash my dash a diddle. That's x-a-d-i-t-l dot com slash share dash my dash a-d-i-t-l. Thanks for listening. Head over to exadiddle.com. That's X-A-D-I-T-L.com. There you can find the show notes for this series and more A Day in the Life articles. And you can get to know us and our guests more by joining our communities on social media. Follow at exadiddle on Instagram and on LinkedIn by searching for Krista Bow and Matt with one T Poe. If you learned something in this episode, please take some time to help our mission by leaving a positive rating and review of the show. Each week, we bring you a new interview series with guests from different jobs and different industries. In each series, we'll live a specific day in the life, hour by hour, and experience their career journey. So don't forget to subscribe.